0: Welcome everyone to Hoodad Nation Live. I'm your host, Kevin Boyler. Here is your New Orleans Saints expert, Brandon Long. Brandon,
1: how's it going today? Doing wonderful. Ready to talk some Saints football.
0: Yeah, I know you're doing just fine. We've been hanging out all day, but this is our first time hanging out with you guys, the Saints fans at home. So we want to know how you're doing as well. Please drop your name and uh, you know where you're from in the comment section below and tell us what's up. Also, make sure you're dropping your questions in for Brandon. We'll try to get them to him so we can get them all answered. All right. Awesome stuff. As this show is piling in, everybody's starting to join. Uh, again, get your comments in. We're going to be talking about Dez Bryant, uh, his possibilities of signing with the New Orleans Saints. Maybe some, uh, you know, Sean Payton may have his eye on him. We'll see what what Brandon has to say about that. We'll also be taking a look at the offensive depth chart for the New Orleans Saints to find out where they have some needs. We're one week away from the first round of the NFL draft, so it's time for them to start looking at this very closely and deciding who they want to pick, and then we'll take a look at the mock drafts to see what some of the experts around the NFL and around the country are saying about the New Orleans Saints and their first round pick. Okay, so we'll get things started with Dez Bryant. Des Bryant was released by the Dallas Cowboys mm-hmm. last Friday. The Cowboys were looking to shed some cap space. Des never really kind of got on the same page with Dak Prescott. Maybe he could, though, with
1: Drew Brees. And and let's just go ahead and put this out there. This may sound really petty, uh, but I love it. Sean Payton immediately followed Des Bryant on Twitter. There is obvious interest there. Even with the signing of Cameron Meredith last week, there the offense could still use some juice for Drew Brees. Now you're going to ask yourself, how in the world are they going to make that happen? Is, is that even a possibility? Uh, the question is, yes, there is a possibility, believe it or not. Um, would it take some wiggle room in the salary cap in the front office? Absolutely. But there's no denying it, Kevin, what Des Bryant could bring to this offense alongside Michael Thomas with Drew Brees, Cameron Meredith, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram. I mean, who wants to see that? <laughs> Any, I mean, nobody wants to see that. No defenses I know of. No, absolutely. So the big question is, how can they get this deal done if it's even an option? Big thing right now, salary cap, um, according to Over the Cap, they're at about $4.8 million in salary cap right now. That's a tough number to deal with because, as we talked earlier today, the rookie uh, the rookie signing pool is anywhere from 4 to $5 million. So they're already cutting it close there. So... We look into it, uh, we look at Taryn Armstrong. We restructure that deal. What does that look like? That saves us $7 million against the cap, okay? Now that gets us up to seven. Post June 1st cut date, we cut Kobe Fleener. That gives us another three million. That's $10 million we could offer Dez. So if history is gonna repeat itself, and I think it will, like we've seen this off season where um, big name free agents have come across, uh, Mickey Loomis, and the front office, the rest of the front office, have kind of lowballed these guys. You know, you look at Ndamukong Su, he took a $14 million one-year deal deal um, in Los Angeles, and the big deciding factor, Sean Payton said, it was the money. Um, and then you look at other free agents that have come through as well; they've taken the money. Jimmy Graham took the money to go to Green Bay, so that's going to be the deciding factor here. Now, whether uh, Des wants to decide if that's the deciding factor, I think. I think we know the answer to that. The money is going to be the biggest issue here. But if he wants to come have a shot to win a Super Bowl, the New Orleans Saints are a prime, prime, prime candidate. He gets to stay close to home. He gets to go to a veteran quarterback that knows that would absolutely bring in another weapon that he would absolutely love. Um, And so it's there. And we even put out a bolt earlier this week. Five to one is are the odds right now for him landing in New Orleans. So there are there is interest there, Kevin, but at the end of the day, I have to say it, I think there's no shot at this point.
0: Yeah, and you know what? You're making a lot of the fans in the comment section happy because a lot of them were saying, No, please do not bring in Des, and there's one right there. Rodams in the comments says, No, I'd rather have Marshall. Brandon Marshall was just released by the New York Giants.
1: Correct. And if I, I I will disagree with that one as well. I don't think Brandon Marshall's the answer uh, as far as bringing in a, in a veteran wide receiver. Uh, off the field issues, uh, as far as locker room issues, I don't think this Saints team needs that. Uh, I don't think they'll even kick the tires on Brandon Marshall at this point.
0: Yeah, Brandon Marshall and Des Bryant, a couple of veteran wide receivers who are available for teams that need them. The New Orleans Saints might not be one of those teams, especially when you look into all the things that go into getting Dez Bryant, making the Caps face right. for it. It just doesn't seem worth it for right. the New Orleans Saints. I think a better way for them to uh, build this team moving forward would be through the draft. And let's take a look at this offensive depth chart a little bit more and find out where they need the most help, starting with maybe the quarterback position.
1: In the quarterback position, its it's been talked about. There's no, there's no sugarcoat in this. Drew Brees is aging. He just signed a two-year deal, and after that, we don't know what's going to happen. If I had to take a just an educated guess, that two-year deal, and he's going to ride out in the sunset. Um, and so the the question is now: Do they take a quarterback in the first round? Do they take one in the third round at pick 91? Do they even wait until next year to address that quarterback position? You're starting to see a lot of teams now that are just. They're drafting their young quarterback. They're sitting a year. You look at Kansas City, what they did with Patrick Mahomes. He only set one year. Now he's going to be – he's the starter. He's the guy. So if they take that route, Kevin, they could wait until next year to address that quarterback position. Um, I know Danny Cannell on CBS, on CBS Sports, he, he loves Lamar Jackson just as much as I do. I love Lamar Jackson a lot. Yeah, everyone loves Lamar Jackson. But there's also that you have to look at this team is built to win right now. And do you want the, the question, and we talked about it last week, is this team going to burn, per se, a first-round draft pick for the future? And I think that's something that they're going to wrestle with all the way up until <laughs> that clock goes off next Thursday night. And yeah. so I, I don't know at this point. Um, I think Lamar Jackson, if they decide to go quarterback, I think he's your guy.
0: Yeah, I think that Lamar Jackson's definitely on the radar. I can see Sean Payton doing some amazing things with him in that Saints offense and really taking it to a whole new level after the Drew Brees era is over. But we're still in the thick of the Drew Brees era, as we saw last year. The Saints made it all the way to the divisional round of the NFC playoffs, and Saints fans are hoping that they can take that run one step further. The key will be getting more help for uh, Drew Brees. So where on this offensive depth chart do you see them needing the most help for Drew?
1: I, you're going to call me crazy right now, but I'm going to say wide receiver. Wow. I'm going to say wide receiver. They, and the reason for that is, uh, yes, you have Michael Thomas. You have Ted Ginn Jr., who will, is 32 right now. He's aging. He can still perform at a high level. But then you look what they brought in on with the tight end position. They brought in Benjamin Watson. They're probably, if I had to take a, just a, a big guess there, they're going to draft another young tight end. So that position's going to be shored up right there. Now, you look at the wide receiver position. They just re-signed Coleman yesterday. Uh, all signs are pointing that Willie Sneed, are going, uh, he's going to re-sign as well. You signed Cameron Meredith, and you still have Tommy Lee Lewis. So why in the world would I say, let's go get another receiver? I think there better quality receivers that you can get in this draft at a better value than what some of these guys on the depth chart, all for the Saints right now. Um, and, and so, call me, like I said, call me crazy, but I think given Drew Brees another weapon, uh, on the outside, would be a huge benefit, especially in that first round.
0: Yeah. Brandon Hoyt and several others in the comments are saying tight end. Tight end is definitely an option, of course. We've got to talk about that, so let's go there.
1: So as far as what Brandon was saying with the tight end, we've mentioned this over and over and over again. Dallas Goddard out of South Dakota State, the big name. He's starting to get some publicity from all the other big talking heads across the the, the league right now. Uh, Athletic. If you want to compare him to, he could be a Jimmy Graham type. He's not going to help you in the run game whatsoever. Um, he's just going to be that athletic type, um, similar to what Marcus Colson did uh, with the Saints. And so um, can get downfield. He's 6'5", nearly 250 pounds, ran a 4'5 at the at the combine. Um, bring, I mean, he gives Drew Brees. I mean, he, he makes some big, big, big uh, defensive uh, mismatches for him. So you look at that. Uh, Other options, obviously, Hayden Hurst out of South Carolina. Uh, He's a little bit older. As you know, if you don't know, he was a minor league baseball player before uh, going to South Carolina, then walked on, then worked his rear end off and ended up being all SEC. Uh, So the the thing with him, he's coming in, he's going to be ready from the get-go. There's no growing into it. I mean, he is a grown man at this point. And so you have that option. And Then, if you want to go tight end again, Brandon, you can look in the third round at, at pick 91. Um, you got Mark Andrews out of Oklahoma, Mike Jeseku, who we mentioned last week, out of Penn State. And then, if you want to go even, if you want to go a little bit deeper in the draft, you've got Ian Thomas out of Indiana. Um, the thing about him, Kevin, he's a little inexperienced. I don't know if he's ready to make an immediate impact. And it sounds like that they're going to be looking for someone to do that because if they get rid of Kobe Fleener, they're going to want somebody to alongside Benjamin Watson that can fill that gap as well.
0: Before we jump to the offensive line, I see a lot of you in the comments section right now, Leon, one of them, saying offensive line is a big need. I think we can skip running backs. However, you do see a surprise on the horizon at the fullback
1: position. Yeah, I mean, we just re-signed uh, Zach Line a few weeks ago. I think, I think Kuhn would be on his way out. You know, last year they signed him, they, re- they released him, they re-signed him, then he tore his biceps. Um, and so there's that injury concern, he's aging, he's 35 going into this year. Uh, there's, some, there's some decent fullback prospects that they could get in the, in the later rounds or as an un- unrestricted, or excuse me, undrafted free agent there. Um, so I think he's probably going to be on his way out. And so it, you can, you know, we mentioned, we mentioned the kid out of Oklahoma last week, uh, Demetri Flowers is a fullback, um, a lot younger uh, can open up the passing game, and that's unusual for a fullback to have such great hands that he has, and that can cause the mismatches on the defense as well. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I, I could see, a, I could see a change at the fullback position.
0: Yeah, no sense in keeping both of those guys on the roster. At least give them the chance to compete against each other. We'll see if one of them, both of them, make it to training camp, uh, where they'll get the chance to go head to head in the practice field every day. Okay, so a lot of the fans saying offensive line is one of the biggest team needs for the Saints heading into the draft. Got any thoughts on the offensive line in general?
1: I think they're going to find somebody that can play multiple uh, positions. And Clarence Carter, just ask any LSU players, William Clapp comes to mind. We've mentioned him before. He can play guard and tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you can, you'll can. you see that in the later rounds, that picks between uh, round round three to five, you can see that. Um, The big thing for him right now is just staying healthy. Uh, When this offensive line is healthy, it's, it's a top five offensive line in the league right now. You saw that last year, um, even with the injury. So, But that's the big thing right now. They're going to address the depth uh, as far as offensive line goes, and uh, that's one that you, you could potentially see in the later rounds.
0: Yeah, I know we always have a lot of LSU lovers Absolutely. in the comments section. I saw some people talking about Arden Key. Of course, you throw uh, the LSU offensive lineman. I also saw some fans, when we were talking about wide receiver and the need at wide receiver, mentioning LSU wide receiver DJ Chark. So, Keep keep an eye on him out there. Okay, so let's see what some of... Okay, one of the biggest mock drafts, our friends at CBS Sports, Will Brinson coming out with one recently. Who did he have going to the New Orleans Saints?
1: Cortland Sutton out of Southern Methodist There's University. There's your wide receiver. There is a big-time wide receiver. And you want to talk about long-term plan, pairing him with Michael Thomas? Wow. Uh, probably, he's, he's definitely in the top two. Uh, when it comes to wide receiver prospects in this draft, right behind uh, Calvin Ridley at Alabama. Um, if you want to look at prototypical uh, big wide receiver, he's your guy. And and he's been all over mock draft boards. He's been as high as, I've seen him as high as number nine with the 49ers. And if he's there at 27, you know, I agree with Will when he said that, you know, Drew Brees may need another weapon. And, and, and I tend to agree with him here on the outside. And Cortland Sutton would be that guy.
0: Yeah, Cortland Sutton and uh, Michael Thomas had make a pretty interesting pairing because they're both big-body yep. guys, and that's going to make for a physically imposing duo. I wonder if the Saints would have enough diversity at the wide receiver position in terms of guys who can do it all.
1: Yeah, and well, that's when you kind of go back to the Cameron Meredith signing. He can play inside and outside. Ted Ginn, I, he's 5'11", 180. Mm-hmm. He's outside right now. He could play inside and outside as well. So you, you're not going to lose your uh, versatility there. Um, if you want to look at long term as well, I mean that's and you. But you look at what uh, what the Tampa Bay Bucks have done recently in the draft. They drafted big receiving guys. You know you, you 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 look at across the league and it's it's a it's a chess match. It's where you see your division's weakness and you address that. So if 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 you look over at the Carolina Panthers. They've got small cornerbacks. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to go draft big receivers cuz I want that mismatch on defense on mm-hmm. Sundays. And so, you know, it's a lot of a lot of moving pieces here. Sean Payton, you know, he loves we know he's one of the more creative minds in the NFL right now, mm-hmm. and he can make anything happen. I mean, he's 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 like David Blaine of the NFL.
0: Well, it's interesting to see the style of receiver you're seeing pop up in the NFC South. Yeah. I mean, Julio Jones has been a star for Absolutely. years, but he's that same type of receiver. We've seen Mike Evans. He signed the big contract extension in Tampa Bay this offseason, and the Panthers had Kelvin Benjamin traded him off to the Buffalo Bills, but they still have Devin Funches, who is another big wide receiver. So exactly. if you're looking for big wide receivers, NFC South is the place to find them. So... I know we've been talking mostly offense uh, today. Uh, Well, actually, before we move along, let's talk about another wide receiver option, not in this draft from Brinson, but is there any chance we could see Calvin Ridley, the Alabama wide receiver, fall to the New Orleans Saints?
1: I think anything's a possibility at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, Now
0: you sound like Dave Gettleman.
1: Yeah, exactly, right? (laughs) I sound like an NFL GM. Mm -hmm. Uh, If he's there at 27, absolutely. The kid's fast. He's a winner. Um, I mean, Why wouldn't you bring him in at this point? Mm -hmm. Uh, The only thing that I would say about Calvin Ridley is someone else is going to be really interested in him in in the NFC, and that's going to be the Dallas Cowboys. I feel like with the Dez departure, they're going to address that pretty uh, pretty soon, uh, early in the draft. So if he's there, I'm still kicking the tires on him because, again, you want to give... Uh, Drew Brees as many weapons as possible. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be the type of quarterback that's going to throw for 350 every uh, every game and throw him the for 40 attempts. You know, you need different options. You need, uh, you, you know, you look at what New England does. You know, they, a lot of pick and pop. You know, Tom Brady doesn't have to throw a lot of deep balls because he's got those different options, the different versatile options. And so Calvin really falls under that line where you know he can run a lot of different. He's he can run a lot of different routes. Mm-hmm. Um, very well. Um, he's fast too. So we'll see. Like, I, 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 I wouldn't say no to anyone right now as far as a wide receiver goes.
0: Brandon says uh, Ridley isn't falling that far. And, you know, I saw some other folks saying the same thing about Courtland Sutton. Wide receiver's interesting though because. You know, there's been so many first round bust wide receivers yeah. in the past few drafts. I think people are getting a little cold feet about going out and getting those wide receivers that are getting the most hype. So that may mean a guy like Cortland Sutton or Calvin Ridley falls to where the New Orleans Saints are picking. But we've talked a lot about the offensive side of the ball. We have to touch on the defense sure. just Just briefly here, and I want to talk about a top prospect that's been on the Saints' radar. It's Leighton Van Der Esch, the linebacker out of Boise State. What's the deal with him? Some interesting news coming out about his health
1: lately. So some reports come out that... He didn't check all the boxes when it came to his medical checkup um, on his pro day, or um, I'm sorry, at the at the combine. Yes. And so, with that being said, you know red flags go up all the time. This this is not unusual to happen. Mm-hmm. Where other reports have come out and said he's fine. Then, then you look at what other GMs what they say about him too, and so you know it kind of makes you second guess. Like, is he even worth a first round pick at this point?
0: Well, the fact that we've made it this far, considering how many official visits he's probably done, he's worked out at the combine, he's done his pro Mm -hmm. day, and they've looked at them head to toe. I'm sure. And uh, the fact that uh, he's it's not come out until this moment that there's some medical concerns about a neck injury or something that occurred during a sophomore season. Right. Uh, tells me that we're grasping at straws when it comes to late. Right. And I think this is still a, uh, a quality linebacker who's going to be selected in the first round, uh, regardless of absolutely,
1: absolutely. And you know, Sean Payton is, he's, he's gone on record to say that that's a, a huge need for the defense. So, I mean, if you're looking on the defensive side for, if they want to go defense in that first pick, um, at 27, I, he's your guy. He, he's definitely your guy. If you, if you want to go, um, that route, I know uh, we've seen Arden Key's name pop up a couple of times. Um, we always have to mention him on this show. Uh, They've met with him multiple times as well. I'm, and, but that doesn't mean he's necessarily a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if there's an option there, if he's at 91 in the third round, that's, an, that's a no-brainer. Uh, I think if you draft Arden Key at this point any higher than that, it's a reach-it. And I think you and I have had that conversation. You would agree with that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, I do agree with that. Uh, you know, it's all about value in the draft. And when the right player falls to you, you got to pull the trigger, regardless right. of position. Uh, I know that there's t- team needs every team goes into the draft with, but sometimes they fall by the wayside when you're right. looking at your draft board and you can't believe the way it's shaking out. Okay, um, so before we wrap up with some scheduling notes, yeah, I want to discuss a little bit more about wide receiver because that's kind of been the biggest talking point. We started with Dez. Brandon Marshall popped up. That was breaking news, and we got to to react to that from a Saints perspective. And we've been talking about Courtland Sutton and Calvin Ridley. So let me get your ranking those four options. The Saints have to go get one of these four receivers in either free agency or the draft. Where would you rank them? Dez Bryant, Brandon Marshall, Courtland Sutton, Calvin Ridley.
1: You would have to rank Dez number one. Now, as far as that happening... Mm-hmm. I'd probably put that at number four. Mm-hmm. Um, then, if you want to look at actually, like if could potentially happen on a on a higher scale, I would say Cortland Sutton would be my number one guy that you would go get. Uh, again, people are saying that he's not going to drop that for. We don't know what's going to happen. You know, there's so, there's so many moving parts next Thursday night mm-hmm. that it's going to be banana land. Um, and then I would put Brandon Marshall at number three. It's a veteran presence. Um, as far as your number two option, I'm going Calvin Ridley. So I I, I would go, I'd I'd go young. I'd go draft at, at right after Des Bryant, of course. But I'm not going to get what I want, and so the bet, next best option there is going to be Cortland Sutton, mm-hmm. if available. Mm-hmm.
0: Taylor in the comments looks like she hasn't tuned into Hoodat Nation live in about a month. She wants to know what's the deal with Jimmy Graham. Uh,
1: we don't like Jimmy Graham anymore. <laughs> uh, he took a three-year, thirty million deal to go up to Wisconsin to catch cold footballs. Um, good luck, Jimmy.
0: <laughs> Ray is in the comment section asking, who stole Mike the Producers headphones? I'm sorry, Ray, that was me. They're on my desk. You can find them there. I'll be back over there in just a minute. But first, let's talk about the schedule. It's coming out tonight. Were there any leaks, early leaks going on? I see we have Thanksgiving football listed on the uh, rundown.
1: Uh. I think it's a little. I don't know if it's a coincidence or not, but there's a leak out there that the Saints and the Falcons will play Thanksgiving night. Birds Thanksgiving Saints. Uh, I think that could be a two course meal right there for yeah. us. What are we having for dinner this Thanksgiving? Falcon or turkey? Yeah, both potentially. <laughs> and, and and so yeah, I'm really interested to see um, because we don't even know as far as you know what this schedule holds. Um, but make sure you guys tune in tonight. We're going to have, we're going to have that for you. Uh, We'll be able to break some games down next week, what we think uh, best matchups, what could be the biggest road bumps. Um, And, you know, I'll throw out my prediction as far as what this team's going to look like and way early prediction. But it's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it.
0: Mm -hmm. And big shout out to James Parks for uh, creating a lot of the content that we put up there on the New Orleans Saints on 24 7 Sports Facebook page. Any shout out for some pieces that are coming down the road?
1: Yeah, I think you want to just, again, you want to look, newsletter, we've revamped that. We're going to actually, if you missed the Facebook Live, we're going to have that in there for you guys. Uh, If you want to take Facebook Live with you, we've got it in podcast form now. So you can go look us up on iTunes at Who That Nation Live. You can find us on SoundCloud with the same. So uh, if you're not here, we, we would love to have you interact with us. But if you're like me and you're always busy, it's always nice to be able to take something on the go with you. Um, you you want to look out for next week too. Obviously, draft coverage. Just go ahead, go over to the web uh, to the page right now. Hit that like button. Mm-hmm. You're, we, our draft coverage next week. I can't wait. I know you're, you guys are going to be busy on the video side. Um, we're going to have a lot of fun with it, and it's uh, it's, it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be busy. That's yeah. for sure. Mike,
0: the producer, and I will be in Dallas for the draft, and I'll try to get some video of Cortland Suttons, the Calvin Ridley's, all these guys we've been mentioning. Uh, all offseason on Houdat Nation Live. But in the meantime, make sure you're keeping it locked at 24-7 Sports. We're talking your team all the time. He's Brandon Long. I'm Kevin Boyler.